各位听众朋友，大家好，欢迎收听今天的野外中文播客。我是麦老师。Right, quick review on that, just so you guys can make sure you're getting that. Uh, 各位 remember that means every person, every person. 听众 that means like the listening multitudes, right? The listeners, 朋友大家好 and then it goes into 欢迎收听 Welcome to receive listen, and if you are watching something, it's show cut. And then we say, "Yeyai、uh, Zhongwen" is the name of our program. Yeyai means in the wild. It means wild outside. It's literally yeah means wild. Wai means outside. Zhongwen, 你知道 And then a boke is a bot podcast. And I am my 老师 Okay, so today our topic is going to be the climate of. Idaho, southeastern Idaho,、uh, where we'll where the ranch is.、Uh, this is in Malad, Idaho, just north of Malad, Idaho. And then we're going to be talking about outdoor living, like some skills, some strategies that are to get you guys ready for living outside for two weeks. So you'll be prepared for that. Okay, so、uh, we're going to be listening to quite a bit more Chinese today.、Uh, this isn't the full-on、uh, native Chinese. It's not so like that's kind of a native podcast. This will be a little bit easier to catch for you, but you're going to still use those same listening skills that we practiced last week, where you're focusing on words you understand, you are listening for patterns, you're looking up often repeated words. You're、uh, you're trying to find the the meaning from what you do understand and piece it together. You know you're. Have these? You form these hypotheses. <laughs> is it this? Is it this? And each word you understand kind of adds to that or breaks it apart, and you slowly put it together. I'll be helping you out along the way. Okay, so we're gonna first dive in and talk about the climate of、um, Malad, Idaho. So there's a little Chinese a paragraph here that I'm gonna read, and then later on we're gonna listen to a teacher named Lin Lao Shi. She's gonna talk about what her experience is and what she packs when she goes camping. She lives in Idaho, so she's got a good experience talking about what she packs and what her thoughts are. So I'm gonna read a little paragraph about the climate of southern Idaho. See what you get out of it, and then we'll break it down. Okay, and we're gonna talk specifically about the climate in June, <laughs> June、uh, in Malad, Idaho. Okay, so 六月份的爱德荷州马马拉德城气候通常是相对温暖的，白天的气温可以达到七十到八十华氏度，二十一到二十七摄氏度，可是晚上会降到四十到五十华氏度，四到十摄氏度，所以你在白天。白天可能需要穿短袖衬衫和短裤，可是晚上可能需要穿长袖衣服和长裤来保保暖。六月份的马拉德还有可能会下雨，所以最好要带着防水外套。Cool. So probably some of you got a lot of that. Some of you got a little bit. We'll break it down here. So 六月份 That means in June. So 六月六月 um, the sixth month. 六月份 So that 份 you probably uh maybe you know this already. So when you say, that's kind of how you say, in that month, right? So like a、uh, 六月份 and so that 份 means like kind of a part. So so um in June, 六月份 So that in the in the part that's the the sixth month part, the sixth month part, that idea. 
Idaho. You could probably guess that. That's Idaho. Idaho. Zhou means state. Malade is just the tra- the phonetic translation, transliteration of malad. Malade. Uh, so that's the big word we're talking about today. So remember that one. So it's the same word as uh, the qi, right? So this qi, which literally means like gas or air. So uh, is climate. So the qi ho, qi ho bian hua, that's like the climate change. This qi ho is a uh, climate. So big word there, qi ho. Tong chang shi xiang dui wen nuan de. So xiang dui is a cool word here. So xiang dui is like uh, relatively. And then wen nuan, wen nuan is warm. So uh, this it's like, oh, so... Uh, Malad, Idaho in the in June is relatively warm. Relative meaning like it's not uh, it's not the hottest, but compared to uh, itself, compared to other places around it, it's pretty warm. Bai Tian, I love that word. Uh, here's the next sentence: Bai Tian, the Qiwan, Bai Tian is the white day, so that means just during the day. So if you haven't heard that term before, it just says white day. So when you say like, oh, during the day, when it's the white part of the day, so the the, the white day, it's a cool way to phrase it, but that means during the day, during the daylight hours. That's temperature. So qi is that same qi that we're talking about. And one is the temperature, um, like how warm it is. So it can get to, it can... 达到七十到八十华氏度 Okay, so typically when you would hear this normally said just in conversation, they would just say 七十到八十度 度 is for degrees. And so you'd say 七十到八十度 So we'll be talking a lot about temperature at the camp. So we'll be analyzing it, looking at what the temperatures we're seeing. So you'd, we'd mostly just talk about 七十到八十度 now, this little paragraph we're finding uh, has both temperatures of Celsius and Fahrenheit. Now, this is important because in China, they use Celsius as well as most of the world, as you probably know. So this one, the first one says, 七十到八十华氏度。华氏华氏 is Fahrenheit. So 七十到八十华氏度. And then the next phrase it says the, the Celsius. So 二十一 到二十七摄氏度 So 摄氏度 is Celsius 华氏度 is Fahrenheit So really good uh, good skill to practice for when you go and travel to China or you're interacting with Chinese people they're much more comfortable in Celsius as is most of the world, right? Um, so that that phrase 白天的气温 可以达到七十到八十华氏度 Okay, then this next little phrase here, it says, 可是晚上会降到四十到五十华氏度. So it says, but at night, it'll go down. So 可是 means but. 晚上, at night, 会降到, so 降 means to lower down. Uh, 降 means to kind of like to lower down to, yeah, lower down, uh, Dao to uh So that means forty to fifty degrees. So that's our first big clue. This is a major part of the chi ho. 
of the climate of Idaho. Ma, what is it again? Malade, malade, malade. So the big major part about living in a high altitude, 很高的很高的海拔 This is a very high altitude, high elevation. Is that these big swings from daytime to nighttime? So you we just read that it was 白天是七十到八十华氏度 and 晚上会降到四十到五十华氏度 So these can be swings as much as forty degrees, even more sometimes,、uh, from the daytime to the nighttime. That's not unusual here, and the reason is is because the air is so dry. 很干干燥 is how you'd say dry. 这里很干燥 So if you guys are coming from a very humid place, like some of you are coming from East Coast, you know you're coming from Maryland or the、uh, kind of North Carolina, Georgia,、um, Arkansas, these types of places that are very humid. It's going to feel very dry here. 很干燥，很干燥。你们那边比较潮湿 ，so where you live is very 潮湿 ，it's very wet, humid. And here in Idaho, Joe, 很干燥这里很干燥这里的气候很干燥 So the climate here is very dry, very dry. You're gonna feel your lips get a little dry and cracky. You're gonna feel your skin, your hands.、Uh, you're gonna feel this dry feeling. But what's nice is that it makes the heat much more bearable. It it just does.、Uh, it means the winds, the breezes that come are very cool. Um, living in a very hot and humid place, I have done that before, and it can be really hard、uh, to escape it, right? And you don't liohan, you don't sweat as much in dry heat, which is nice, right? You don't sweat as much.、Uh, the water on your skin, that's that sweat evaporates; it absorbs into the air much easier than in a very a high humidity、uh, area, right? Because that the air, the gas around you, already is kind of filled with a lot of water、uh, vapor, and so it's There's not as much;、um, it can't absorb as much water, and so you just kind of end up sweating a lot more. And so,、uh, but this kind of dry air, this 很干燥的气候 that has a big part about this、uh, this temperature difference、um, from night to day. And so, basically, what happens is the wa- the air does not maintain; it doesn't hold on to the temperature quite as well. And so, it gets really hot during the day when that sun comes out. We're at a high elevation, so the air is also thinner. So we are in a thin air. There's less air around us, and so that air stays.、Uh, it gets warm really fast. But as soon as that sun goes down, that air doesn't hold that temperature very well, and so that that、uh, air temperature drops quite a bit. And then what we also have this cool thing when you're living around mountains, all that hot air, it is almost like water, where、uh, as it cools, you know that hot air rises, right,、um, and then cool air. Uh, drops, right? That's just generally what happens with in uh, <laughs> in uh, physics. And so, when that cool air on all these mountains around us, what happens is as they drop down the mountains, they end up pooling and、uh, converging like rivers in the canyons. And so, all that air kind of pulls together as it drops down the mountains, and it kind of pools up in these canyons like these cool nighttime air rivers. Ooh, that's very poetic. Nighttime air rivers, and they'll come pooling down, and we'll get these really beautiful mountain breezes. They come really gently across the valleys, and they just feel so cool and nice, and they smell so good. You can smell the sage and the junipers, 
and you maybe you can even get a hint of the pines from up up high on the mountains if you imagine it but that really cools off and it feels so good and then you'll get really cold <laughs> you'll get really cold and so uh we're going to talk a little bit about the packing list in a second but you're going to want to make sure you have you're ready for hot and cold and we'll talk more about that later let's keep going uh, breaking down our little paragraph here and so we say uh so that means like therefore uh okay so therefore you already heard that Baitian the white day the white part of the day means the daytime maybe you need to chuan uh wear that means short sleeved chanshan is a shirt a short sleeved shirt Duan xiao is short sleeve. Duan xiao chan shan. He duan ku. Duan ku would be short pants, so shorts. So maybe during the day you're going to wear a long uh, short sleeve uh, shirts and, and pants. I'm uh, sorry, short sleeve pants. <laughs> sorry. Short sleeve shirts and pants. So shorts. Ka shi. And then the next phrase. Ka shi wan shang ke neng shi yao chuan chang xiao yi fu he chang ku. Okay, kasher means but. Wanshang nighttime, kanung, maybe or possibly, kanung. Shiao, you need to. Chuan, wear. Chang xiao, so that means long sleeves. So we have duan xiao and chang xiao. You already saw those in the adjectives, right? The chang and duan. And the xiao is sleeves. So chang xiao yifu, so long sleeve clothes. He chang xiao. Chang uh, ku, so that means long pants. So rather, you have duan ku and chang ku. So these are the short pants and the long pants. And then there's a cool phrase here that says lai bao wan, bao nuan, sorry, bao nuan. So that means to retain warmth, to retain warmth. You'll hear uh, Lin Laosher in a second. She'll talk, say that same word, bao nuan. You can listen for it. Bao uh, nuan, so to retain warmth. Liu yue fen, the ma la de. So it's saying in June, Malada, uh, so Malad, maybe it will rain. So it says, Hayo, Hayo Hui And then it says, So, so it's best to bring Fang Shui, Wai Tao. So it's best to bring Fang Shui means to repel water, Fang Shui. So we'll, that would be a word we'll use a lot is this feng, feng shui. Feng shui means waterproof or water resistant. So a lot of our clothes or boots or things like that will be, will be feng shui. And then wai tao is a raincoat. So that would be like a raincoat, a water repellent coat. Okay, cool. So that was that phrase. Let's just go, I'll just read it one more time. I bet you'll understand a little bit more. So it says, 六月份的爱达和州马拉德城 马拉德城气候通常是通常是相对温暖的白天的气温可以达到七十到八十华氏度二十一到二十七摄氏度可是晚上会降到四十到五十华氏度四到十摄氏度因此你在白天可能可能需要穿短袖衬衫和短裤 
可是晚上可能需要穿长袖衣服和长裤来来保温保暖。对不起，保暖。六月份的马拉德还有可能会下雨，所以最好要带防水外套。Nice job. Okay, so、uh, we're going to be talking about this climate a little bit more. We already talked about the difference of heat, cold, and rain, and that's going to be the main thing you're going to you're going to need to be prepared for: heat, cold, and rain. <laughs>、uh, this is just rain is a possibility. It has snowed in the past and in June very lightly. It usually melts off really quickly,、uh, but that is something you need layers. And so that packing list that we sent you、uh, helps you know the layers to bring. And so you do need those different layers, and it's best to have not like one big winter coat, right? You don't want to bring this really big winter coat. It's better to have several layers because of these big temperature temperature changes. So you always want to maintain your body temperature. So you're just kind of in that Goldilocks zone. You're just right. You're not building up a big sweat, but you're also not freezing cold, right? And so layers are the way we do that in a place like this where. The temperature ranges a lot, so it's better to have several layers than one big winter, big heavy winter coat. Like it's better to have, like for example, a rain jacket and a sweatshirt, and then a long sleeve shirt and a short sleeve shirt. And you can kind of imagine why that would be the case, right? Because if it's rainy or windy, that that outside layer can protect you from the outside elements, and then that sweatshirt or that kind of fleece jacket. That's helping you keep warm. Then you have another long sleeve shirt if you're really cold, and then you have your t-shirt. But you can take off each of those layers. You can peel those off just to maintain your perfect temperature. Whereas if you bring one big heavy winter coat, that's hard to go. You're either really hot or too cold, and so you want to have just like good layers. We kind of just like good good different layers of of kind of ranging warmth, and so you kind of be thoughtful of that.、Um, And what you're going to bring, you want them to be generally pretty light, so because you're going to be carrying them, but you're going to want to have different layers. So having shorts, having some sort of kind of like a kind of a yoga pants or like a long underwear type thing, people do like those, especially for sleeping. And then kind of an outer tougher pair of pants on the outside.、Um, so th- that's just like a really important idea about.、Um, What you're gonna, how you're gonna prepare for these temperature changes? Okay, the sun here is very hot and very bright, and it feels really hard because of the thin air. So you do sunburn easier at higher elevations, higher altitudes. So you're gonna for sure bring a hat. You're gonna need that sun hat.、Um, having really light, long sleeves can be really helpful too. So uh, uh, you're gonna hear Lean Lauscher in, in a second talk about that. So I generally do wear pants and kind of a long sleeve thin shirt. It just helps. I don't love putting on sunscreen. I'm sure some of you don't either. So I try to do most of my protection with clothing, but I try to have it be really light, not super hot clothing. So kind of a thin long sleeve shirt.、Um, I generally have tougher pants just because living on a ranch, you could, they get ripped up a lot, but、uh, it can get kind of hot. So I try to have a range of those types of pants. Um, and so that's the idea of kind of temperature management is having a few outer shells and layers that you can go back and forth between. But all of this is up to you. All the packing list is a suggestion. You're the one that's going to be living with these clothes, and you know your own body. But these are our recommendations for when you get here. Okay.、Um, and so we're going to hop in here really quick and listen to Ching Fun. 
not no, I'm sorry, not Qingfen. Her name is Mei Chun, Lin Lin Lao Shi Mei Chun. And uh, she is going to talk to us about um, what she likes to wear when she goes camping. She She's led a lot of camping groups, and she'll be one of the teachers and camp chefs on our trip. And she'll be talking through what her thought process is, and this is all in Chinese. And uh, she's going to talk about a few different things. I'm going to just prepare you for that. She's going to talk about her layers. She's going to talk about a sun hat. She's going to talk about this uh, uh, sunscreen. You can listen for those words. And she's going to talk about uh, shoes and socks. So she talks about making sure that your shoes that you wear are not new. So we've also talked about that in your in your uh, packing list. This is really important. Brand new shoes. You're just going to end up getting these uh, blisters. And uh, she'll give you that word in there. See if you can find it. A blister. And so uh, blisters are just awful. They can get infected. They can make it kind of miserable walking around. So you want to make sure if you do end up buying some shoes that uh, you wear those around. They're not brand new. So th- I think there can be conf- some confusion on that packing list. And uh, we'll go through that packing list even more in another video answering your questions that you guys have from this uh, week two's uh, kind of module. But uh, basically we have kind of three sets of shoes. And again, these are all suggestions. You don't have to feel this pressure to buy these, but we have kind of an everyday walking, moving around shoe. There's kind of a water shoe and a hiking boot. Okay, so these everyday moving around shoes can be kind of like a tennis shoe, something a little bit tough, something that's comfortable that you're walking around in, something that you're you're okay getting dirty, just moving around the campsite. Uh, Generally, you want that to be closed-toed. Um, cause your toes will get scratched up and things like that when you're working around, especially if you're doing some of the farm chores and working with tools. Um, the water shoes, this is mostly for when we go swimming and we go into the lava hot springs, uh, river float, uh, don't have a flip-flop ideally. Um, especially for those, you may want to bring flip-flops still, and that's great, uh, for like showers and things like that. And just walking around and going swimming, but on that river float. Uh, you're probably going to lose that flip-flop <laughs> going down on the river float. So it's nice to have like a Tiva or a Chaco or Keens, these types of ones that have a strap on the back of the heel. Um, and we'll give you more details on this. And then that hiking boot, it could be the same as your walking shoe if that's what you want. Uh, some people like a hiking boot and that is a little bit higher on the ankle. And uh, Lean Lauscher, she'll talk about this in her recording, but they want a little bit higher on the ankle uh, to kind of protect their ankles with, from rolling their ankles and some good socks. And so good socks are super important in the outdoors. This is every outdoor adventure talks about having extra pairs of socks and good socks, keeping your feet clean and dry and warm. Just is super essential to having a good time in the wilderness. So having some good good um, socks, kind of longer socks generally is helpful. Um, let's dive into uh, Lean Lausher's uh, kind of uh, interview here uh, that we talk. She talks about what she does to prepare to go into the outdoors, what to pack, what she thinks about. There's some fun cultural things in here, so you'll listen to that. So she talks about how um, talks about the water cultural difference, and so. Um, this is where she talks about she now prefers to have kind of a uh, a water bottle that can hold temperature and likes to have colder water in there. Where uh, when she grew up and people coming from China, they would never want their uh, kids drinking cold water. And maybe some of your parents, if you're a heritage speaker, 
are the same way. They don't want that cold water in there. You got to drink warm water. I remember this being a big challenge for me when I first moved to Taiwan is that I'd be so hot and sweaty and thirsty and they would give me boiling hot water. It just was very hard for me from my back, given my background. I have gotten used to drinking hot water and don't mind it now. I can do both, but uh, it is funny how you shiing, shiing is the word she uses. You adapt, you shiing. So she's like, she's saying, I live in, uh, since I've lived in America, which is the shiing. Okay, let's hop in. We're going to listen to Lin Lao Shi talk about her kind of packing philosophies. Shoshinita 但是如果你是白天的时候你短袖的衣服还有你可能要准备墨镜 你要准备那个，嗯，我也不知道中文叫什么，因为我在美国才知道露营的这个概念，所以在美国叫pad，嗯，睡呃睡觉的这个呃垫，睡垫，睡垫，对，sleeping pad，垫在上面，然后嗯，我我个人我可能会准备这个呃呃叫暖宝宝的东西，暖宝宝在英文就是hot然后可能可以带筷子因为我们在吃一个中文的夏令营所以你可以带筷子非常好那所以你们可能不需要带筷子对可能我不知道你们我自己去露营可能我要带自己的碗就想你自己会带什么对我自己会带的碗啊盘子然后可能我会带一些急救的东西比如说我个人的话我会带一些药啊什么的然后还有可能会带书对吧如果我可能会喜欢画画那我可能会带我的画画的本子笔啊颜色笔啊这些我自己觉得要带游戏因为露营肯
这一些。可以问呃，这个鞋子、袜子这些东西，你、嗯、你会你你的想法就是你的、嗯、你会准备什么样子的鞋子、啊？对，这是一个非常好的问题，嗯、因为呃，一般来说我们会带这个我们叫的这个嗯嗯。呃呃一一般是露露营要穿的这种徒步走的靴子，然后你这个靴子你不要带一双全新的你没有穿过的，你最好是可能你要提前一两个星期你穿一下，让你的脚适应一下啊，不然的话你的脚会起这个叫水泡，英文就叫 blister， 就是水泡。嗯、呃，袜子的话呢，我会呃建议你要到这个嗯你的小腿。小腿的地方往上拉一拉，是这种长的袜子更好，因为你你这种徒步走的这种靴子的话，它是我们叫的是高帮的，高帮就是它会来到你的这个踝这个 ankle 这个地方，然后要穿呃长一点的袜子也也可以保暖，然后多带几双袜子，就是万一如果你嗯如果你袜子湿了，你就可以有新的袜袜子可以换。All right, we're going to take a a break on that and just kind of review some stuff there. So she talked about a lot of really good stuff.、Um, what I'm going to do here is kind of break down some of the words she used, and I encourage you, if you didn't understand a lot of that, to after I do this, to go back and listen.、Uh, kind of go back and listen again, and that will help you. If it was something that no problem, then just move on.、Um, so she talked about starting with a chindan. So that's like a checklist, something you can dago、uh, to dago is like to check. To mark a check to dago, so be a chindan. So I encourage you. We give you that packing list, but I encourage you to make your own chindan because you have some things you want to bring that we don't know about. So you just want to make sure that you're getting everything you need. You're also, if you're flying in, you'll probably have some different travel stuff for that flight that won't be necessary for the actual camp, but you'll want for the travel portion. So she talks about this kind of shoshu shoshu shingli. So it's kind of to organize, to to clean up. Into that shoshu is usually like kind of clean up to organize, put it, put it, put things into,、um, put things away. Into a shingli is your baggage, your baggage. So she talks about this word again. We hear it again is duan xiao and chang xiao. So short sleeve, long sleeve. So again, we're noticing patterns. We've heard that twice in these different pieces of content we've explored today. Duan xiao short sleeve, chang xiao long sleeve. She even talks about when she gets cold at night, she has like a wei jin and a mao zi. So she's talking about a scarf and a hat. So at night, when it really drops temperatures, she can sleep really warm. So she has like that's be like a warm hat to put on her head,、uh, so they trap that escaping、uh, warm air from your head. She talks about a shui dai, one of my favorite Chinese words, a sleeping bag. <laughs> A daizi is a bag, right? So a shui dai, shui jiao de shui, daizi de dai, shui dai. So that's a sleeping bag. So you're gonna bring that.、Uh, you won't need a super fancy sleeping bag. Any sleeping bag will probably be all right, especially if you can wear more layers inside. If it's not the best sleeping bag, she talks about a shui dian. You heard her. You heard her kind of struggling with that word, mainly because she probably didn't interact much with a sleeping pad, like a camping sleeping pad. When she was、uh, when she was growing up in China, so that's kind of an interesting thing. So a dian is a as a kind of a mattress. So a shui dian. She talks about bringing her own tan zhu. So that's meal tools. I love that word. That's a good one. Utensils. So、uh, meal tools. And she talks about、um, 
bring home kuaizi, and I hop in there, and you talk. I was like, oh, we're gonna kuaizi, so we're gonna carve our own chopsticks when you get to camp. Uh, okay, another cool word she talks about is the jijiu, jijiu de dongxi, jijiu. Ji is like, uh, zhao ji the ji, um, zhen ji. This is like a urgent, urgent, uh, saving. So that's what first aid is. So jijiu, jijiu. We're gonna talk a lot about that in camp. So jijiu. And again, lots of these words are gonna appear in the Quizlet list. So make sure you look at that Quizlet list to help you see these words. Jijiu de dongxi. And she talks about bringing her own yao. So if you have medicines that you like, if you have especially medications, you need to make sure you bring those and you have enough or more than enough for camp. That is your responsibility. Make sure that you just, we have lots of extra stuff, but think of it as backup stuff, right? So try to bring enough to take care of your own needs, like bring some band-aids, um, ideally, right? It's okay. We have the, the stuff you need, so you won't be in danger, but... The best, it's good practice to bring what you need as a person. And yao means medicines, right? So yao. She talks about bringing her shu, some books, and hua hua de dongxi, and xie yoxi. Uh, we won't, we'll encourage you not to bring any English books into the camp. Um, you can have it, obviously, for travel. And we will have a nature journey. You can draw and color in lots of coloring supplies. So you don't feel the need to bring any of that. Or games. We have tons of games that are going to be here. She talks about feng shai lu. So we talked about feng shui, wai tao. So that's like water repellent. To feng is like a repellent uh, to repel shui. In this case, we say feng shai. Shai is like shai taiyang is to like uh, sunburn. So it's like to repel sunburn. And she said feng, feng shai lu. That's like a sunscreen, like a sunscreen to bring that. And then she talks about mo jing, so that's like a sunglasses. That would be a great thing to bring, is some sunglasses. Your eyes do get tired of this big hot sun. I mean, you just got to keep track of them. She talks about bringing some ling shi, ling shi, shi ru de shi. So this would be like snacks. Um, and again, in the packing list, you can see we talked about that, how um, you can bring some own snacks. Uh, we really don't want them to be in a tent. Uh, if they're in a tent, it's when little critters try to get into your tent. It's not good for anyone involved. <laughs> um, and so we can have kind of uh, snack boxes that are stored and you can access those and, and make sure other kids aren't aren't uh, eating those necessarily. But especially at night, we don't want those in the tents. We got Huan Xiong, raccoons, and Lao Shu. Lao Shu, they're going to try to get in there. Um, and you know... Anytime there's little critters trying to get in there, that's where the snakes want to go. <laughs> if the mice are going somewhere, that's where the snakes want to go. I'm just teasing you. You won't get any snakes in your tent. Don't you worry about that. Um, okay, then she talks about a ditu, a map, and a jernanjan. We'll have that stuff for you, so don't worry about that. I, I just wanted to uh, point out, too, this really cool difference she talks about of xiezi and shuezi. Shuezi. Xiezi and shuezi. This is tricky because um, it's a difference of like uh, shoes and boots. And so um, that's just kind of a cool difference that it's the difference of like uh, like X-I-E. So xiezi and then shuezi. So they sound super similar, but that's the difference of shoes and boots. So she was talking about some... 靴子, so 爬山, 爬山的靴子, 
Um, some of you asked about 雨靴, rain boots. 下雨的雨,雨靴. I would not encourage you to bring rain boots. I do not think it's necessary. Um, your shoes may get wet, but it's usually rain doesn't last long enough to be a problem. You can dry out your shoes, um, and you, they take up a lot of space. So I wouldn't encourage you to bring rain boots. 雨靴,靴子. That's a tricky word if you want to say snow boots. 下雪的雪,雪雪. <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, snow boots. Okay, uh, I love that. She Again, she used that word 适应, 适应, two, for, two fourth tones. 适应, 适应, to get used to, to adapt. Um, so she talks about that kind of uh, getting used to things, right, as you, as you go. Um, what else did she talk about in there? Again, she used that word 保暖, to retain heat, to retain warmth. Um, she talked about her 袜子, her 袜子 go up to her 小腿. So kind of taller socks going up to her calf. Uh, oh, she talks about when you're wearing those shreds, you got to be careful. You got to wear them. You got to use them. Because uh, otherwise you're going to get some shui pao. It's water. Uh, it's like a blister. Shui pao. Shui pao. So uh, that is going to be a big deal. We're going to make sure we keep our feet nice and clean and uninjured and not have any blisters as much as we can avoid it. Because that really can get painful and infected. Not a big deal. Obviously, we can solve any blisters, but ideally, we don't have to deal with that. All right, let's move on. If you want to go back and re-listen to that, I bet you'll get a lot more out of it with those words you practice. Look at the Quizlet list and you'll get more. Let's hop into the uh, section two of Lin Lao因为我们是在Idaho的南部 比如说这个喷的，或者是这个防晒乳要擦在皮肤上的，然后这个是呃非常重要。然后呃这个衣服要防晒，然后呃最重要是一定要带水。呃，你们要就是呃带呃建议，我觉得应该我我自己会带一个
。哎，如果你的衣服你一直流汗，你的衣服衣服弄湿湿的，你会做什么？嗯 OK， 我觉得呃，衣服的质量很重要，就是你不要穿这种是棉质的衣服，呃，牛仔裤是不建议的。你要穿这种就是我们叫的做呃呃这个人造纤维呃的衣服。对我，我觉得英文中文应该是这么说，因为我这些东西我都是先学会了英文怎么说，然后我再想一想中文应该怎么说。所以这是一个很有。去的文化现象，因为我先学的是英文，然后再回到中文，得想一下。所以这种呃人造纤维就是你你要容易排汗的衣服，比如说你你做运动的这种呃衣服，不要穿这种棉质的衣服，牛仔裤这些就呃我觉得不要选。如果你你如果你你说你流汗衣服湿了，你这种很容易就把汗排掉。对，或者说呃你可能可以多带一些备用的衣服在放在你的背包里，如果你呃衣服湿了，你马上要换，那你就有一套。衣服在那儿，对吧<笑> ？Okay, so、uh, let's break out and kind of break that down again. Again, after we talk about it, go back and listen to it if you want to. I bet you'll get a lot more out of it. Okay, so she reused some words that we already talked about, like 干燥干燥 Do you remember that one? That means dry, like dry climate, like the 气候很干燥很干燥 So they're talking a lot about 天气 Um, at the beginning of this one, this the weather.、Um, she talked about Ida he Zhou. Uh, 夏天的时候很干燥，而且阳光很充足。So that'd be like a, there's just a lot of sunlight, right? So she's like、um, filled, filled to the brim of sunlight, that kind of idea.、Um, and、uh, so again, she brought up the Changxiu,、uh, the Changxiu, Changxiu Duanxiu. That seems like that's repeating a lot, so you're going to pay attention to that one. We've heard that several times in today's podcast, so that's a good one to remember about changxiu and duanxiu, long sleeves and short sleeves. And also, this word keeps popping up, fangshai. So we talked about fangshui and fangshai. So fangshai is to repel or prevent sunburn. Fangshai, shai means like shai taiyang means like be burnt by the sun, and so this fangshai. Um, she talked a lot about how important it is to daishui,、uh, so to bring water. And she talks about bringing like yisheng, the one liter.、Um, kind of another connection I noticed in there. We talked about baonwan when you are wearing extra clothes is to retain your warmth.、And、she talked about her water bottle baowan. She uses a, a kind of、um, insulated water bottle to baowan. That'd be like to retain heat, to retain warmth as well. A little bit different. Um, more for like a liquid that one rather than a baonwan would be like maintain warmth in a body.、Uh, she, again, she talked about like we mentioned earlier, but we talked about the、uh, like she's she 比较习惯喝这个凉水 So that's maybe different with the liang.、Um, remember in the quizlet list before we talked about some adjectives like liang kuai. So liang is a word instead of lung. It's liang. It means cool rather than cold. So this liang shui would just be cool water. Not frozen water, you know, just cool water. And he, he, 住在美国已经适应喝这个凉水 So she's gotten used to. She's adapted. 适应 That's another repeated word. So we're really paying attention to these patterns, these repeated words. 适应、uh, You're gonna have to do some. You're gonna have to 适应 when you come to the camp.、Uh, she talks about types of clothing to wear, the materials. So that was maybe a little bit harder to follow. So she talks about 棉质的衣服棉质衣服棉 is cotton. So 
cotton-made clothes, 棉质衣服, uh, so that'd be cotton-made clothes. And so in her opinion, she thinks you should avoid wearing cotton. And she she specifically mentioned uh, one of my favorite uh, words here is the 牛仔裤. 裤子的裤. Uh, 牛仔, maybe you've heard that. 牛就是母, the 牛, 牛仔 is a cowboy. A 牛仔 is a cowboy. So 牛仔裤 is cowboy pants. Uh, can you guess what that is? I heard you say it. Those are jeans. Those are Levi's. <laughs> so I love the cowboy pants. The 牛仔裤. 牛仔裤. Uh, it is true your leg gets sweaty. It doesn't wick out sweat very well. These uh, They're kind of tougher, right? But there's a lot of uh, kind of modern clothing that does a good job of wicking Wicking is the is the process of water getting kind of it can kind of even go against gravity. It's where it gets pulled up into into like a a fabric, right? Get absorbed into this the way water the physics of water the way it moves. Like when you put a sponge or a paper towel on top of water, it can go up, right? It can defy gravity. So this uh, certain clothes are really good at pulling kind of sweat out and evaporating it from your body and she used this cool word that you don't need to learn this one but this so these uh is a person made uh would be like uh, fibers the ifu so these would be synthetic fibers kind of synthetic there's a lot of good clothes outdoor companies make a lot of synthetic uh fibers kind of clothing that do a good job of like managing sweat really well uh, kind of not letting it just sit on your body, but pulling it out and getting it evaporated. Um, she talked about bringing those extra clothes. So that's really good. Um, go back and listen to that if you um, kind of want to get some more, but we're going to kind of just keep pounding forward here. So the next thing we're going to just talk about is just some quick um, things to just watch out for when you're here. And so things that you're prepared for, we talked about kind of clothing a little bit and that packing list should help. I just want to talk uh, really briefly. She mentioned it a few times about some some things to watch out for when you're in the Idaho climate. So these are kind of some dangers. These are some first aid things to be aware of. And so uh, the first thing is going to be, uh, especially those coming from low altitude, uh, there's this there's this um, a phenomenon that can ha- happen to you called altitude sickness. And typically what you're going to have happen if you experience this, it's going to be a mild form of it. We call it AMS or acute mountain sickness. And it's not very dangerous. Uh, it's just, and the way we're setting up camp, this should not be much of a problem. Usually it just takes some time to get used to a high altitude. And so what we'll be doing is when you fly in, you're going to arrive to a lower spot at the mountain or the farm camp. And we'll be at the farm camp for basically a full week. And partly what we're doing that is that gives you time to acclimatize for those that are coming from lower elevations. Basically, you this your body goes through this huge, cool process of being able to function at a lower oxygen area because when you're in these higher elevations, there's less oxygen. So this allows your, I think it increases your white blood cells or something like that. There's just a whole lot that happens within your system to um, be able to function with less oxygen in the air. And so the more time we give that, a week is a great amount of time for you to get used to that. And then we're going to move to the mountain camp, which is... A slightly higher elevation and we'll spend a few days there and then uh, we'll go on our tallest mountain hike a few days after that and so that'll really give you time your body to uh, uh, kind of just get accustomed to shiing right we use that word to shiing to this so this is a high elevation high elevation so just really quickly uh, just so you would you're aware if you are experiencing that so you can know it quickly 
if you cut this kind of high altitude mountain mountain sickness i love the chinese for it it's gao shan bing so jixing gao shan bing so tall mountain sickness <laughs> that's kind of any an emergent emergency high mountain sickness i've i've had lots of people in my life uh have this um it's kind of a mystery on who who and why it happens to which people it's just not really clear the differences of people obviously people who are live there and are used to it uh have less problems but generally you'd kind of feel like a little bit sick to your stomach you would kind of not want to eat anymore uh you might feel just really tired beyond what you're used to and kind of weak and might be kind of hard to sleep, but that won't happen so much with us when we're on the hike. Um, the main thing is just to kind of communicate with the leader. And so you would just stop, uh, gaining elevation, especially that happens. And really the, the way to solve it is really easy. We just go down to a lower altitude, uh, and we just lower down. And so that's really all that needs to happen. Uh, it's good to kind of just be drinking and have good exercise, uh, um, when you're at these lower elevations, it's good to be exercising. That's partly why we do a daily exercise. Cause the more you exercise at those lower elevations, the more your body, the quicker your body gets accustomed to it. So the main thing is just to talk to a leader, especially on the big hike. Uh, if you're not feeling good, uh, we'll just kind of stop there and lower, go back down to a lower altitude and you'll be fine. So the next thing, uh, kind of at a, in a high mountain desert that we're going to talk about is a uh, dehydration, especially as we're in a kind of hot place, a little drier place. Um, you'll be sweating. So that's, uh, could be a thing that we need to watch out for. So just this dehydration means you're not drinking enough water, especially if you're busy with friends. So you'll know that you're getting dehydrated and you feel really thirsty. Obviously you kind of feel weak. You feel a headache, your toe tongue or toe tongue, right? You're that you're thirsty, you're thirsty, so you feel this kind of thing. And then when you go pee, uh, that's a, a really good symptom is it's really dark and smelly. Sorry, that's a gross thing to say, but that's a good thing to look out for. You want your pee to be more clear. That, so you know you're drinking lots of good water. So if your kind of pee kind of smells and is dark, you really want to watch that. And so um, you'll just, and if you just know you haven't been drinking a lot, when we talk to you, if you're not feeling great, you're just like, have you been drinking a lot? You're like, Oh, I just had a little bit this morning. So we want to make, just make sure you're drinking plenty of water that you have your water bottle with you. And, uh, so really that we I mean, we'll, we'll solve this very quickly just by drinking some water and resting, right. And just taking a break, going in the shade. And, uh, it usually takes time for dehydration to really develop. It's not just like oh, I'm thirsty and it's there. Um, it usually just kind of takes, take some serious time for that to actually develop, but we'll watch that. There is a danger to be honest. This is interesting. In the Grand Canyon, they started doing these big campaigns everywhere to get people to drink more water. And people started drinking so much water that they actually had the opposite thing happen. Uh, it's called hyponitremia or water intoxication. You can kind of drown your body in water if you drink too much in a short period of time. So this would be if you're just drinking a lot of water in a really short period of time, like four hours, if you're drinking a lot of water, you'll kind of get a headache. You'll feel weak and kind of fatigued and like kind of a bloating feeling and nausea. Uh, maybe you want to throw up. This does happen. It's really, it's fu you just need to not drink for a little while and kind of just rest. Um, you can kind of take some, get some salt in you. That can be a problem uh, with your body. If you're drinking so much water, you're kind of not have enough electrolytes or salt in your body. And so we'll just kind of have you take a break. So the general rule at our camp is not, you maybe heard this phrase that 
if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. And that's not technically true. Um, the phrase at our camp, the, the way we work is like, drink when you're thirsty and have water with you kind of convenient at all times. So just drink when you're thirsty. And if you're doing that, you'll do great. So just drink when you're thirsty, drink it with your meals. Just drink when you're thirsty. That's kind of our main phrase. And if you do that, we should be great and have a water bottle with you on all like kind of activities. So just drink when you're thirsty. And if you do that, you won't be dehydrated and you won't have the water intoxication, the hyponatremia, uh, which isn't a big deal, but it is, is something that can make you not feel great. Um, and the last thing we're just going to talk about, it probably is, it won't be as big of a deal in June in Malad, Idaho. Uh, that's partly why we run these camps in June because our major heat that happens in these high altitude areas generally happen in July, August. It will stay pretty cool. The average temperatures that we have um, in Malad are kind of high of like 78 degrees uh, during the day and a low of 46 generally. Um, and so kind of towards the end of June, maybe more of an average of high of 88 to 52. That 88 will feel really hot with that baking desert feeling sun. So a heat exhaustion is something we're going to be aware of for sure with having to do with the climate. Um, this can happen when you've kind of well fed and you've been drinking plenty it's just where your body gets a little bit too hot to manage it. And so, again, similar things, you'll feel kind of fatigued, you'll feel extra tired, you'll feel kind of gross to your stomach, like you want to throw up, you lose your appetite, and you can kind of get cramps in your muscles sometimes when you feel really hot. Um, you might feel a little bit dizzy, and you might kind of like be breathing a little heavy, things like that. It's, again, well, I really doubt that will happen, but if you ever feel kind of like, well, I feel really hot, and you start feeling any of these symptoms, just make sure you talk to any of the teachers or myself when you're there. The main thing to do is just get you a rest um, in, this, in the shade, and there's plenty of places for shade. We'll probably get you some water. We might get you to the pond and swim around and get you drinking some stuff, but you just got to cool down that body. It can, it can become a serious problem if we don't do anything about that like for several hours. Um, and that's really where your body gets to this dangerous temperature. But being at camp, we're just going to watch that. Just be mindful of it, that that can happen. If, especially if you're exercising really hard and you're in the hot sun, that you're just really watching out for that. Okay. Um, that is kind of some major first aid things having to do with climate that we'll watch out for here. And I think that you all do great. Just to wrap up, I know this, this one's kind of running long, but this is uh, climate and outdoor living. So just really quick on the outdoor living part. So um, just going to talk quickly about some basic principles of how to live in the outdoors and like where we are. So we've talked already about this a few times, but I'm just going to emphasize, you're going to have to change the way you move through the world. Uh, you're going to have to pay more attention to your feet and your body um, and just like being paying more attention to where your feet go, you're not tripping in holes. You're kind of listening. You're using your senses more to be aware of what's around you. Um, and last week's uh, rattlesnake <laughs> language to a beat, we talked a lot about, about, about this. Uh, just kind of being more aware of your body and what is happening around you in the elements. Um, the other really important part about outdoor living is is this idea of flex, flexibility. Uh, the, the good Chinese word here is tan xing. Tan xing. Uh, the word for outdoors in Chinese is hu wai. Hu wai. So that's like the uh, outdoor, outdoor, hu wai. Um, so this idea of, it's really important to have tan xing, this like kind of flexibility. And the reason is, is like we have so little control with nature, 
right? And we're working with lots of animals and we're working with seasons and we're, we're working with weather and we literally have no clue what the weather is going to be like. <laughs> it's just different every year. It's been a very cold, wet winter and like record cold and wet for where we live. And so that might mean that the, the summer is cold and wet. It might mean that the summer just goes hot right away. We have no way to predict these things. We just can look at averages from before. So the animals are going to react differently to these seasons. Like people are going to react differently. So we just need everyone to be as flexible as possible. We have really detailed plans and schedules, but all of you need to be aware and mindful that any of that could change at any moment. And that's okay. It's part of the adventure and fun of being on an outdoor adventure. This is my favorite part is having to react to the world around me and not just jam through my plan. When you're living in a city or a suburb, generally you've built your life or the society has built their life where we don't have to worry as much about outside conditions, right? You don't have to worry about an animal <laughs> doing something unless your dog throws up or something like that. And unless you live in a very snowy place, generally weather doesn't really affect your plans, right? You can get into a car and control the climate. You can be in your house and control the climate. You can be in your school or your office and control the climate. And that's not where we'll be. We cannot control the climate that we are in. And so we're constantly going to have to be on our toes, reacting to what the natural world is giving us, to what these animals are giving us. You know, like we maybe have the plan to milk the cow, but the cow doesn't want to be milked or, or it's having a calf or we need to do this next step uh, that we didn't necessarily plan on. And so I don't, none of the teachers want to hear any complaining about that stuff. You know, <laughs> it's just like, oh, but you said we were going to, we were going to genie to milk the cow. And it's like, yeah, well, the cow is having a calf right now. So we can't milk her while she's having a calf. And that would be cool. You know, there's lots of cool parts about that, but um, we don't want to be so fixed on our plans and our schedule that we can't react to the natural world that's happening around us. Cause that is the real thing that controls <laughs> what we do, right? Weather may change a plan. We might flip things around. It may not be a good day if a, in a lightning storm. It's definitely not a good day to go on that hike on that tall peak. You do not want to be on high exposed areas during a lightning storm at all. Um, and so that's just something we need to be flexible and just kind of be flexible around what things can happen. Okay. When you're in an outdoor living situation uh, you're and living in a community in the outdoors, uh, it's just going to be really, really, really important that we think about teamwork. Um, teamwork is not just like this fun thing, like, or like a good thing to do in the outdoors. Like, it's like, oh, you have to do it to make any of this stuff work, like to make it set up a camp, to get all the kind of fun chores and tasks and activities set up. We need to have a teamwork. You're going to assign tasks. You're just going to do the task. You're not going to be you're like, oh, but like, it's just going to you do the task because everyone's got to do their job. And we'll try to make sure it gets rotated around. But to make a community like this work in the outdoors, everyone's got to do their part and play their role. And the teachers will try to be very specific on what your job is. But when it's your time to, you know, to feed the bison, you're not going to run away. <laughs> you're going to just, okay, this is what I'm doing right now. And there's going to be just lots of fun activities. But in some of the fun daily tasks, like you're just going to, realize I'm a part of this community and this is my role. A big thing I wanted to emphasize in this, uh, kind of the final thing is just these, the tents. Um, so there's lots of problems generally in a summer camp with the tents. That's where a lot of the challenges with kids, uh, times of camping is. So 
make sure that when you're sharing a tent is that you make sure those doors get zipped up every time you come in and leave. This is so important. Um, if you haven't been camping before, this is just your one of your number one things you need to learn. You have to zip it up be when you go in behind you. You just have to. If you don't, there will be bugs in there. They just find a way to get in there. And these are mosquitoes and these are little creepy crawly ones and fun little ones and spiders will get in. They just find a way. There's a lot of things attracting them into that tent. So you got to zip it up when you're done. You make sure those are closed. Uh, you got to take off your shoes before you get in. Um, no one wants the dirt all over in the tent. So you got to take off the shoes. You won't be spending tons of time in your tent, but then going to sleep at night, it's going to be so important and challenging for you guys to get good sleep uh, in those tents. It's just a hard part and the fun part about sleeping in a tent. And so you're going to want to make sure that you are a good member of that community and that you after the, well, there's obviously time for you to talk um, and goof around a little bit, but when it's time to go to sleep, you're going to have to exercise some self-control and just turn off your mouth. <laughs> you're going to have to turn off that mouth. Uh, it's hard. I know sometimes, and there's always one kid that just like really has a challenge to do it, but it, you've got to let other people sleep um, for their sakes and yours. And you'll have a lot better time if people get good sleep because the sun comes early. We have 15 hours of daylight where we are during the summer. So the sun, sunrise is going to come early and you can't sleep in. So just getting to sleep on time, super helpful. And it's usually just takes one talker to make it hard for everyone. Uh, we will, if it is a continual problem and the other kids just can't sleep, like we will pull kids out and put them in their own tent just for everyone's sake. Not so much as a punishment, but just as a way to get everyone good sleep. So just be aware that's something you need to be thinking about and prepared for is just sleeping in a tent, having good etiquette there and uh, kind of part of the outdoor living. Um, you are responsible for your own self. So bring what you need. So we have backup supplies, but you need to make sure you bring the stuff that you need. If you ha need a kind of a women's products, bring enough for yourself. If you have certain first aid things you like to have, bring enough, uh, bring enough stuff for yourself, kind of be self, as self, as self-sufficient as you possibly can, but not too much because you're going to have to carry this stuff. So there was a good question about whether well, they'll have help carrying luggage. Um, you should pack in a way that you're able to manage your own stuff generally, right? There's 30 kids, uh, that grownups aren't going to be able to carry all this stuff for you. And, uh, just generally, that's a good outdoor living thing is, is to be self-sufficient, be able to carry your things as much as you possibly can. If you don't have like a backpack, to, big backpack to carry, that's fine. And you have some wheels, that'll work. That'll work. Um, you won't, wheels won't necessarily work great where you're going. Um, but you're just going to have to just pack in a way. You're going to have to get rid of some stuff. Just come with the essentials. We have all the food that you need. You don't need to bring a ton of snacks and entertainment stuff. Just focus on the clothes and the shoes and some first aid materials and just this and medicine that you need and uh, lights, kind of things like that. But we have all the other good stuff you need. So don't pack too much. Have enough that you can manage your things because uh, you'll be traveling by yourself, many of you in the airports and then uh, carrying stuff um, around. And so... Uh, we will have trailers uh, to load up some stuff when we move camps, but uh, generally you're going to want to be able to manage your stuff on your own. 
I think that is it and good for now. I'm sure there's many other things to be to be discussed. I think we'll throw together a video specific to the to the packing list. If you have other questions, you can throw them in the comments and we'll make sure we answer them on the Google Classroom. Make sure you're marking assignments as done. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the basics of some outdoor living in the climate of Southern Idaho. Hankanzao, right? Hankanzao, that's a good word. It's a pretty dry place. But who knows, it could have plenty of rain for us when we're there. All right, that's today's uh, climate and outdoor living. Yeah, I'm going to say, 再见.